This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Raiders. Would you believe it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And here we are, Raider Nation, an hour early, kicking off uh, this one o'clock hour. Demon Cotton and your boy, Q. Taking over the wheels of steel for JT the Brick, who's actually out at the Raiders golf tournament. He's hosting that today, so that's why you heard some uh, previously done interviews earlier. I heard an interview with Barry Sanders. He just had an interview with Josh McDaniels, Raiders head coach. Uh, a lot of good stuff that he had in that last hour, kind of the best of type situation. And uh, me and Damon are here for the next few hours. Going to take you all the way up to 4 o'clock. Then Vinny Bonsignor will come in and close things out in the huddle 4 to 6 p.m. But it is all good. Always looking for a little bit extra time on the air. And so we got it today. And I'll tell you, Damon, I didn't think that looking out the window, didn't think that I was going to ever look out the window just randomly and all of a sudden see snow coming down. I didn't think that that was going to happen, but that's where we're at right now. I looked out the window and I had to like double check it. I was like, is that snow? So I had to go outside to confirm it for myself because I didn't believe <laughs> so it So like first. the white flakes that were coming exactly. out of the sky did not give you an idea? That could be anything. So I you know, had to what go. Would you think it was cotton? Could have been anything. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. The, only reason, was something, the I don't know. only reason I said what do you think that was cotton is because when I was driving in today, I, I got here a little bit later than I normally do, and I was driving down Flamingo, and there was some white stuff coming out the sky. And I was like, damn, man, am I driving through cotton? Or allergies? You know, I got the, I thought some allergies were floating around. Then I, I parked, and I got out, and, well, the, the, the weather wasn't – it's not like it's snow where it lands on the ground and it just starts piling up. So I didn't really identify it. So I, I just kind of, oh, well, it's something floating around the air, whatever. Yeah, see, because you, you, it's not sticking. Right. It's not like, oh, right. I can't go to work today because it's snow. Right. But it did make you look up a little bit and be like, hey, it's snow, and it's now, getting close to March. I'll tell you this. In Texas, they'd have been like, oh, everybody stay home. Everybody stay home. <laughs> There's snow. You can't go to work. Can't go to school. I'll tell you, man. I don't know what it is. Texas brags about being great at everything, right? Everything and being so tough, right? Everything that happens in Texas is so tough. But let it be a little bit cold or a little bit ice on the road. They're like, oh, we're having a weather advisory today. Nobody go to school. Nobody go to work. Shut everything down. Just shut it down. It's it's un, it's incredible. So when they had the power grid problem, were you still trying to go to work? Oh, dog! I was trying to go to work, and we had no power. Like, we had no power. Literally, me and the wife were laying in bed, and I had the hoodie on, the beanie cap on, everything. She was she was bundled up. I mean, we were hugged up tight. We had the candles going because we had no power, right? You could see our breath in the air while we were trying to lay in bed. And I'm thinking, well, I got to get to work in a couple hours. And then my boss calls me and is like, hey, we ain't going to work today. I was like, really? It's like, yeah, it's too, it's too dangerous to get to work. I was like, what do you mean? He's all there's ice on the road. I was like, that's exactly why we're supposed to be at work. Like, that, that is our job is to identify and tell everyone we're public service announcers. That's what we are. I mean, we're doing radio. We have fun. But part of our job locally is to tell everyone what the hell's going on. So it's like, nope, nope, we're off the grid. Nope, don't do that. And I thought he was joking until the owner of the radio station called me. He was like, hey, uh, and he always called me Bubba. Hey, Bubba. <laughs> he did. His name was Gary Moss. Hey, Bubba. Uh, ain't nobody going to work today. And I was like, for real? He's like, yeah, man, ain't nobody going to work today. I was like, what happens to, like, I don't know, telling the public what we're supposed to be doing? Oh, no, man, they can check they the news. Out. <laughs> they can check the news. I was like, all right, well, ain't nobody got no power. And what's worse is he lived, he had an apartment 
close to close to the radio station, right? So he had a, an apartment up in Fort Worth, but then he had an apartment, or he had a house in Fort Worth, but he had an apartment near the radio station, so he can, you know, be so, the boss. Yeah, so he can make sure he can hover around the radio station, maybe have a little bit of after hour entertainment. I'm not gonna throw him under the bus, but I'm just saying he might have had a little after hours entertainment. But that's another story. Hey yo, I know I'm not throwing him under the bus. He's not my boss anymore. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I joke, but. He lived near a hospital, so the hospital kept their power on, and everything was good. So his place was, he was great. Power was on. Everything was good. I lived literally right around the corner and had nothing. He goes, oh, Bubba, you should come over here and take a shower. He's like, no, if I can't go to work, why am I going to go to your house? I think you should come over here. Like He he just wanted the company. Yeah, he did. He was one of those guys. (laughs) He wanted to hang out. You know, he wanted to hang out. I was like, no, dog, I'm good. I'm good. But yeah, that was, I'll tell you, man, Texas is hilarious. Hilarious because they'll be the first ones to call off. Matter of fact, I, no joke, no joke. My old bank sent me an email today. No, no joke. This is no joke. All CB and T locations will delay opening until 9 a.m. tomorrow, February 24th, due to the inclement weather we expect to ex- experience in our area overnight. So now the bank ain't gonna open for an extra hour because of the weather. Where do they do that at? You do they what? do that here? Does you, that happen no. here? I would like to know. Does, does the business delay opening because the weather is inclement? What does that even mean? Got to give their workers that extra time to get in. Oh, man, come on. When you were making fun of your wife, I didn't know that banks actually just Did took you, all the I, holidays I, I off. I never made fun of my wife. Okay, well, you were like, bank, you were like <laughs> banks just get all, bankers get all oh, the holidays. Oh, they get everything off. But they like, get I heard, I saw a couple of jokes about that on Twitter on President's Day, and I was like, oh, Q wasn't lying, huh? No. Banks take any holiday they off. They take everything off. If it says holiday in the in parentheses, they're taking it off. Like it was strange for me to take off President's Day. It really was. I was a fish out of water. I was. I mean, I was like, you know, you you seen that goldfish on TV where, and I think it's like some PSA for smoking or something like that. But it's like, <gasps> you know, what I mean? like that's how I was all day Monday. I was like gasping for air. <gasps> you know, what I mean, I was out of there because I had no idea what to do with myself. I had no idea. I was just, I was just that guy. I don't know how to turn it off. As you very well found out, this guy gets text messages from me all hours of the of the night, all hours of the morning. He's like, damn, this dude's already working again? Yeah, I can't help myself. It's my mom's fault. Blame her. I will blame her. It's all her fault. But, yeah, man, it's really strange. Banks take every day off. So when we have a day off around here, it's just strange to me. But, you know, I guess every once in a while we got to do it. So there you go. So there's the weather talk. <laughs> now that we got that clear. Now that we got that clear, we're good to go. Snowing in Vegas. Snowing in Vegas. I did see in your old stomping grounds, and I say old stomping grounds because you don't live there anymore, but in Perump, I actually saw snow was coming down and sticking to the ground. I saw some pictures of it this morning. Oh, man, that mountain, like when you got to drive from Vegas mm-hmm. to Perump, that mountain, sometimes they got to just close it off because the snow's so bad. Really? Yeah. No, I'm not going there. So if you're going to go. No, I'm not. Well, I mean. <laughs> I'm not. Now that you told me that, I'm not. During these winter months. Sometimes, oh man, like the bus rides home, like let's say after like a game in Vegas. Man, you didn't have no game. You didn't have no game to ride. No, you don't have no game. Let's address this tweet. You didn't have no game to ride in the bus home anyway, man. Let's address this tweet. Hugh's a proud father. His son's over there at was it Western Oregon? Oh yeah, Western Oregon. Yeah, he's doing. You know, Duncan and whatnot. And Q's like proud father. Okay, nice tweet. Sentimental. Good father. Right. Somebody else is like, maybe he can give Demond some lessons. Leave me out of it. What this (laughs) got to do with me? Let him be a proud dad. And then Q's like, the only lesson he needs is to pass the ball to somebody who can dunk. Right. 
No, because you could be the guy, you know, when they have the layup line and, and one guy is on the other side of the layup line and they have to get the ball and they throw it to the other guy, you could just be the permanent guy to get the rebound. Just keep feeding them, feeding them, feeding them, feeding them. You be the rebound guy. I'm catching strays. No, I'm just minding my business, getting ready for work. It wasn't looking my fault. at Twitter. They sent it to me. They they started it, and the only problem is that they didn't put your at name on Twitter. So I thought I wanted to include you. You could have been like, Nah, man. Demond got. You know what? Demond's got a very special set of skills. I don't know what those are. That's for me to know and for you to find out. Well, ain't nobody found out on no kind of court that you have. <laughs> I have no no idea what any of those skills that you have are. None. You know what it is? Hugh just talks a big game because I ain't never seen none of his skills either. Well, bring it, brother. Bring it. There's not a court. There is not one court in the Clark County that I could not hit right now and dominate you on. I promise you. A court of law? <laughs> a, a basketball court? I don't care what court it is. I could dominate you on it right now. Let me let y'all behind the scenes a little bit. One time we went out to dinner after a rock star event. And Q was dead set in the parking lot of let's race right oh, now. Oh, and I did. I raced you and I smoked you. And I did And I did the pull-up like the I'm not about to. And he was gone. I was gone. Because anytime, anywhere, you call it, I got it. Let's do it. And that's why I was like, yo, this man's a, he's a psycho. No, I, just, I am. Just running the race. Like, yeah, he's just like, yeah, let's race right now. I am the most competitive dude you'll ever meet. I don't care if we just ate a full meal. Yeah, exactly. I'm ready to go. Exactly. I don't care. I I raced somebody, the wife at the, well, the other thing that bankers do, they have banquets all the time. This is something I learned. Or else my job was just so cheap back in Texas <laughs> that we didn't have any banquets. <laughs> but my wife's job had all kind of banquets. So after a banquet one day, and look, banquets, you have really good meals. You have some good beverages. You have everything. You dress up real nice. It was like the one time a year I dressed up nice, right? I didn't have the Nike anything on. I had the, you know, nice dress shirt on. Like, I just came out of court, you know, a tie, everything. I mean, just dressed up looking good. There's only two places I go where I dress up nice. Court or funerals. I don't like to go to either. Straight up. But I would do that for the banquet. Because, you got, you know, you got to show up and, and look decent for the wife at least once a year. Presentable. Just decent. Not even presentable. Okay. Anyway... This guy tried to call me out from across the room that he had more skills than me. So I said, well, let's go on out there. We had petty loafers on. Those things are slick. Like, what? Those things are like racing tires. You know what I mean? Like they have no tread on them whatsoever. And this dude was like, oh, I think I can get you in a race right now. I was like, come on, man. Kick rocks. And like I actually got mad. I don't know if he really wanted to get me mad or not, but I got mad about it. I'm, well, let's go then. Put your money where your mouth is, homeboy. You feel froggy? Bust a move. You know what I mean? So I'm talking loud. And I'm embarrassing the wife a little bit. I'm embarrassed. I got secondhand embarrassment just hearing this story. <laughs> and then her boss comes out, who was the owner, David Lacey. He comes out and he's like, I got money on cue. And I was like, hell yeah, let's go. So then all of a sudden it became a thing in the parking lot with petty loafers on. And we're going to run like a 40-yard dash. Please if I smoked that dude twice. Because at first he was like, oh, I, I got a bad start. Well, let's do it again. Let's run it back. Let's run it back. Now, look, I might not have been on a breathe after that. But I was good for those two races. I was good. I'm proud of you because I bet you were so hyped up after that win. Oh, I was so hyped. You know, like after a really good segment and I'm up here, boom, and yelling and screaming. Oh, I was even more than that. Way more than that. So how were you able to compose yourself and go back inside to this banquet? Oh, it was over at that point. <laughs> the banquet was over. Then we went to a, a, another restaurant, a place called George's, and we went and had a couple more beverages and had some more food. It was great. See what I got to deal with? That's true. That's true. <laughs> Got a text already, 69187, keyword R&R. Mailmans get every holiday off, too. And if an old president dies, we get the day off also. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I'm not mad. I mean, I kind of am. I don't know how to take days off anyway. But I just, you know, it's just weird when you get every day off. Like every one of them. 
That president thing, that's a weird little, that's a weird thing. No, you got to honor the presidents. That's cool. No, you do. Um, you know what? I mean, they're the leaders of the country. It's, like, it's like your Jim- birthday. It's like your birthday, but it's a president. Why wouldn't you honor the presidents? You see Jimmy Carter's in the hospital. You start getting a little. Oh, yeah. You get concerned. I mean, they're, they're older cats, man. You know, you got you to gotta get old. You got to get concerned when anyone older goes to the hospital. You think, oh, man, it's all bad. It could be a checkup or it could be a checkup. A checkup is bad business. A checkup is just like, that's normal. But a checkup, that's a real deal. Anyway, now that we got into the teeth of the show. Three hours today. <laughs> well, that's what happens when we have a little bit extra time, man. You got to, you know, you got to go ahead and do what you got to do. So I'm excited about the show. We got a lot to come, a lot that we got coming up. As a matter of fact, uh, got some more trade conversations. As that's kind of been rolling all week long, and this has really started on on Sunday with my guy Peter Bukowski from Locked On Packers. He really got the ball rolling. So we'll get into that conversation a little bit. But I do want to tell you the guest that we have coming up on the show today, starting at two o'clock, Cody Rourke from Locked On Broncos. And the reason I'm having him on is I want to talk to him about the Broncos, what he thinks their plan is in free agency, what their end all be all goal is. We all know what the Achilles heel endeavor is, right? They ain't got no quarterback. Keep hearing their quarterback away. I feel like I've been hearing that ever since Peyton Manning left. Not saying they're a quarterback away. I just know they don't have one. Like right now, they don't have a quarterback that scares anybody. Drew Locke, no. Teddy Bridgewater, no. They just don't have one. So they need to, if they're going to improve their team, they've got to go get one. Of course, they have Nathaniel Hackett now. He's the head coach. He comes from Green Bay. So, of course, you, you connect the dots. Aaron Rodgers is the guy. There was conversations, you know, all over the weekend thinking that Aaron Rodgers was going to say he's leaving Green Bay or he's going to, you know, retire or whatever the conversation is. And who knows what's going to end up happening with him? I mean, he's going to take his time to a certain extent and then we'll all find out. But I want to ask Cody what the plan is. Is it full press to get Aaron Rodgers? Is it plan B? Is it plan C? What's what's the goal here? Because that team's not going to go anywhere until they actually get a trigger man. So who are they going to go and try to go get. So that that's going to be that's going to be part of the conversation that we have with Cody coming up at two o'clock. Then we'll also ask him just about free agency in general. They got a lot of free agency money. They got like forty million dollars in cap space right now. The Raiders have twenty million. So think about that. The Raiders could clear another twenty thirty million if they want to, but they're at twenty million just around right now. Denver's at forty million. They could be some big time players in free agency if they want to. So so we we'll ask Cody also his thoughts on what direction he thinks that they're going to go and how. How many holes they're going to try to fill in free agency before they get into the draft? And then at 2.30, speaking of the draft, Brian Roberts from the Believe Podcast Network. He's a host of NFL Draft Prospects, analyst for RiseAndDraft.com. He'll join us to talk all things draft. Told you we're going to do this the next three days. Draft, draft, draft. Make sure that we have every angle covered when it comes to the combine next week. It's going to be a, it's going to be a hell of a show that happens in, in, in Indy every single year. It happens like this, and there's always storylines that come by. So we're going to get, get you covered leading into the combine, and I plan on having you covered throughout the course of the combine. Now, I'm not going to be there, but I know Vinny Bonsignor will be there. I know Hondo Carpenter is going to be there. I know there's others that are going to be representing Raider Nation Radio 920 will be there as well. So we'll have it covered from every angle, but I want to make sure we know what's going on leading into it. Also on Friday, Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL Network, he's actually having his pre-combine teleconference. That's always a really good one. Always a big, huge conference call this year. It's on. Uh, it's is by way of Zoom, but it's still a really good one. So we'll have a lot of nuggets coming out of that. He actually dropped his top fifty prospects, and we'll talk about that on today's show. He has mock draft two point already out. He has a new a new guy that he has uh, mocked to the Raiders at number twenty two overall. He's already on mock draft two point It's only February twenty third. Hey man, this is a year round business. Oh, I know, I know. Even for the draft guys. No, I know, I know. And he's one of the ones that I really. He's one of my go to guys. 
I really respect him, so uh, I, I go to him a lot. Obviously, Mayock was was in that position before Daniel Jeremiah was, but kind of that connection right there with the NFL Network, I think those guys do a really good job. So I like to go back and refer to their uh, their mock drafts throughout the course of the the draft season. And of course, it's 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 not a science; it's really a crapshoot. Just kind of some guys like John McClain talked to us yesterday. Damani said, you know. I try to change things up every, every, every few drafts, every few mock drafts that I do, and he'll do like 10 of them before it's all said and done. So we know it's kind of, it's you know, getting, getting clicks. It's also, you know, reasons why this guy would fit, reasons why this guy wouldn't fit, but it's all part of it. Exactly, but it gives you a good template because, like you said, John McClain, when he's got to change them, because somebody could have a pro day or a combine, and it's like, man, we didn't know he had 4-2 speed. Right. And that's definitely going to shoot him up. Right, and that's something we'll hear next week. You know, right now there'll be somebody that we're not really talking about, and then next week we'll be like, oh, my gosh, if you don't go get that guy, you're crazy. Remember when the Raiders drafted Bruce Campbell? You probably don't remember that. Bruce Campbell was what you call a combine workout warrior. Dude was a monster. Big dude. big. I mean, like, big dude. Like, you think you're big when you walk around slow? Okay. No, this dude was big, right? This dude was a monster. He could run fast. He can lift everything. I mean, he was like the Black Hulk. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, he was big. He was a big dude. Just couldn't play worth a lick. But I think they got him in the fourth round. But he was a guy that was like, man, this guy's a monster. But he didn't make a name for himself until he went to the combine. Those are the guys you want to avoid. Straight up. Those are the guys you want to try to avoid. You want to look at them as, okay, this is the player that we think he is. Let's confirm what he is here at the combine. Not all of a sudden discover him at the combine. Because when you discover him at the combine, then that's when Bruce Campbell's happened. And you don't six want, seven three ten monster. ran a four seven monster. five oh. thirty two inch vertical monster thirty five on the bench reps two twenty five monster hey fourth round but they thought they had a steal well everyone thought he, they had a steal I mean seriously and really in the fourth round you could take a chance there teams will go and and make a move in like the second round and and, and go and get a guy like that another combine story I'll tell you Orlando Brown who currently plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. He was a guy, and I saw him. He was at Oklahoma, offensive lineman, left tackle. To get around Orlando Brown, you had to run a country mile. You know what I mean? Like, you really had to go a long way to get around Orlando Brown. But he didn't test well. He didn't do well in the, in, in the, um, the bench press. Didn't do well in the short sh- shuttle. Can he block? Can he stop your quarterback from getting hit? And he could. All right, hold on now. And uh, Orlando five, Brown... Five. 40 times. Who cares? 19 and a half inch vertical. Like like John McClain said. Bruce Campbell was blowing him out. Oh. Do you want Orlando Brown? Do you want your offensive lineman running 40 yards? I don't. What do I need my offensive lineman running 40 yards for? If I'm still behind him at 40 yards, then something's wrong with me. At some point, I get blocking downfield. But 40 yards, if I'm still behind my offensive lineman, something's wrong with me. So Orlando Brown falls to Baltimore in what, round three? Ridiculous. Dude was a first-round talent, no doubt about yep, it. Yep, third-round, 83rd pick overall. Yes, a steal, absolute steal. So th- sometimes if they don't test well at the combine, their, their, drops, their d- draft stocks, their stock draft drops. Say but that, hey, come say on, that man. three times. That was like a rap song. 225 on the bench rep. He only got it 15 times, so man. What? He's 350. You can't bench 225. Come on, man. How many, how many times, how many reps you get at 225? 225. I probably could get, I probably could get 15. Who are you blocking? Nobody. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Who are you blocking? Even as a fullback. Even as a fullback. What do you? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you can be strong. Don't mean you can play. And you, you can, you can do a drill. Don't mean that you can block. Orlando Brown was a stud at Oklahoma. 
Like I said, it took literally a country mile to run around that dude to get to the quarterback. By that time, the ball's out the out, out dude's hand. But because he didn't have great testing at the combine, his 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 stock dropped. It's ridiculous. But it happens. It absolutely happens. Oh man. We got another text about getting th- getting days off. Raider Zilla here. I work for UPS, and man, I get no holidays off except for Christmas. LOL. And Q, you are a menace. LOL. Why am I a menace? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Because I think he said this the other day. Someone hit us up the other day and said I was a menace. What did I do? They're not wrong. What does that even mean? You know, it means everything. No, I don't. It I means, don't. It means There's it only two menaces I know in life. Dennis and menace to society. Those are the only two menaces I know. And I'm, ne- I'm neither one. You <laughs> I'm not old dog, and I'm not Dennis. You encompass it all. Just a menace. Out here ruin a nice little work banquet by trying to outdo man. Like, I was challenged. If I'm challenged to anything, I'm going to compete. You probably got time working on 401ks, and you, you could have just let him have it. Just let him talk his mess, but nah. Why? Nah, he's like, you ain't going to bump your gums around me. No. No. <laughs> you know, they say you don't want that smoke. I want it all. <laughs> Give me all that smoke. I want it. I might lose. I'm going to take some L's. I mean, not from you, but I mean, I'll take some L's here and there. Now, if we get in the gym, I'm losing all of that. I'll promise you that. My mom, she gets on. Hey, man, she can do that weightlifting stuff. I never, I, that was one trait of hers I never picked up. She, she'd impress you. You'd be like, damn, Q, what's wrong with you? Because Mama Q's got it going on. She's, hey, man. You ever try? I mean, you ever try to go put up some weights? Yeah, I tried and decided it wasn't for me. Just wasn't my thing. Trying to take the 45s on a ride? No, no, I'm not. See, that's that's one lane that I can't I can't ride in of yours. I will lose in the gym, not the hoop gym, but the gym where there's actual iron iron being pumped. I'll lose that. I will. Anyone who's seen me knows that Q's not hitting the gym too often. I have no problem with that. But when it comes to winning the game, I'm going to win. And if I'm not going to win, I'm going to do everything in my damn ability to win. I don't care if it's baseball, football, basketball. I don't know how to kick and run, so I'm not good at soccer, but I'll try. You know what I mean? Like, I'm fast. so That will help. It, it does help. I'm always offsides, though. In soccer, I'm always offsides. You're doing too much running. No, I am. Because I'm, I'm used to stealing bases. <laughs> you see, you don't, man. You be, that, you be doing too much. That's, what they, that's probably what I they need to tell you in soccer. No, I do. You're trying to do too much. I am. I'm, and I'm, there, I'm not good enough and coordinated enough where – the ball's rolling, and I'm running really fast, and then I have to try to find a way to kick at the same time. I'm just not, it's just not, it's not my bag. I'm not good at that. I'll try. I'll be on your team. I won't be the last man picked. You might wish that you had picked me last after you see me, but, you know, I'll look the part at least. There you go. <laughs> just standing. I'll just look the part. I will absolutely look the part. So, Cody Rourke's coming up at 2. Ryan Roberts coming up at 2.30. We'll have a lot of good conversation about free agency, a lot of good conversation about draft, and... Of course, I got a show question that I want to throw out there to you. Matter of fact, we'll throw that out to you real quick. We'll take a break, come back with the opening drive. So the question is going to be, Devontae Adams, we've had a lot of conversation about him. I've got a lot of feelings that I think that the Raiders should go and make a move for him. I'll just go ahead and point blank. At one point, I said I thought it was unrealistic. I think, why is it unrealistic? Go do it. Act like Nike and just do it. Just go do everything you can, throw your chips in the table, and go get Derek Carr, the best damn wide receiver in the league. Why not? They tried to do that with Antonio Brown, right? Okay, Antonio Brown's a different creature. He's a different person. He's just, he's got his own clock. He does his own thing. Devontae Adams is that dude. Why not go get him? So I'm all for going and getting Devontae Adams. But 
I want to throw this out there because there's two guys that I believe could be franchise tagged by their teams. Devontae Adams with the Packers, A.C. Jackson, the defensive back for the Patriots. So if you had the option, and actually there's three options here, and then we'll take a break. Would you rather trade for Devontae Adams and give Derek Carr a true number one weapon or trade for J.C. Jackson to provide a shutdown corner or option C is neither and just don't make any kind of trades like that. So A is Devontae Adams, two is J.C. Jackson, and three is neither. What would you rather trade for? And if you don't want to trade for anybody, let me know why. 69187, keyword R&R, 702-365-9200. When we come back, Peter Bukowski gave me a response to a trade proposal that we had that started on Sunday. And then David Harrison as well gave me a trade proposal, and he gave me a response to that. We'll hear both of those next. We'll talk about them next. Plus, we'll get your calls and texts all coming up. This is Unnecessary Roughness, an extra hour edition here on Radio Nation Radio 920. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. So again, this thing cooking right before we took a break, asked the question, would you rather trade for Devontae Adams to provide a true number one weapon for Carr or trade for J.C. Jackson to provide a shutdown corner for Patrick Graham and that new defense with the silver and black. And I'm kind of torn on both. I, I honestly think that Carr deserves that that number one guy. That dude that you know. And this is what I mean by that. Because a lot of people say, well, you can go get Allen Robinson. You can get you can get that guy. Who who strikes fear into def- defenses? Who is the guy that, that opposing defensive coordinators have to stay up night to prepare for? Devontae Adams is that guy. He's that guy. You want to talk about red zone woes? You know how you fix the red zone? Have a guy like Waller, have a guy like Renfro, have a guy like Adams to have options to throw it to. And oh, by the way, you have a stud back in Josh Jacobs that can also get the ball into the, into the end zone. Just give yourself more chances. Why not go out and have a, an absolute stud, a true number one? I think the best wide receiver, and I'm not trying to slight any wide receiver that Derek Carr's played with so far in the NFL, the best wide receiver he's played with is Michael Crabtree. Now, I don't think there's an argument. Cooper was good. Cooper had his moments where he acted like he wanted to be on the field, and other times he looked like he wanted to be at the sauna, chilling. It's just kind of, I don't know, it was kind of Cooper's personality. But that's fine. He was, he was a damn good player while he, was, while he was a member of the Raiders. He's a damn good player now. Just has, looks like he has mood swings sometimes. But I mean, who knows, whatever. But Devontae Adams, hands down, would be the best wide receiver Derek Carr's ever had. Why not give him that? Why not give him that option? Just throwing that out there. But I do want to hear from you. Don't let me influence you. 702-365-9200. We're going to hit the Raider Nation listener line. But then, right after we do, we got New England Raider on hold. Right after we do, I have this trade scenario that was posed to me on Sunday. And it's kind of been an everyday type conversation that we've had, which has been great. Got a lot of great feedback on it. We have, I'll, I'll throw out the original trade proposal. You'll hear the responses from Peter Bukowski and David Harrison. And we'll go from there. So right now, let's go out to the phone lines and talk to our guy, New England Raider. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, Q. How you doing today? I'm blessed. Oh, man, that's great to hear, man. I appreciate you guys taking my call. Uh, first of all, I want to be loud and known that New England, our Raider pride is so strong out here. All right, man? Nice. We, are, we love it. We are bleeding silver and black. Uh, we, I mean, growing up out here, man, you can already imagine how hard it is to grow up in Patriot uh, country. But, uh, you know, it's just uh, I appreciate the hard work that you guys put in on a day-to-day because, you know, the news that you guys bring out here for us, it's it's everything, man, and uh, I can't wait to get out to Allegiant Stadium this year to finally be able to uh, be part of that environment, that culture. Um, but, hey, let me get into this whole trade stuff. I mean, honestly, 
I'm more interested in getting um, um, Devontae Adams. I think okay. he's that true number one wide receiver. I think that's what Carr needs. We need that that sort of continuity. I'm a, I'm afraid that if we don't get that, it's going to be a big void and we're going to have a giant hole. Um, I know we're hurting at the cornerback situation, but I'm wondering if we can try to get something in the draft uh, to kind of hold up that 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 void over there but that i think we need that true number one i mean he he's never had one i mean right. crabtree i i mean terrell williams i mean we, we, we've tried you know but i think we need that number one that true number one uh and i don't think aaron Rodgers is worth it uh i, I know that's not the conversation right now but i know that's a conversation that you guys have been having right. there's no tre- there's not enough tread on those tires anymore man okay uh i i just uh i i think i think going to the Devonte adams route is the right way um, and I just don't think it's worth giving up all that capital to get someone like Aaron Rodgers, who might just be around for one or two more years. I, I, I'd rather go the car route. Okay, sounds good. Hey, New England Raider, thank you for the call, my man. Thank you for the passion as well. I'm glad that uh, you know we're able to provide you some silver and black uh, right there in New England, and I'm sure that you know everything that you uh, have to know about J.C. Jackson and what's going on with the Patriots, and I'm sure you have your thoughts as well on even the front office that the Raiders are putting together, and I think they have a really good front office that they've, they've put together. I think Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler has done a really good job, and uh, we'll, see, we'll wait to see what happens and, and what comes from it, but uh, good stuff right there, and I, I'm with you with Devontae Adams, man. I mean, again, I was... I was in the in the world of that's unrealistic. It's it's too much capital. You can't give up this and that. Why not? Why not? I mean, he's arguably the best damn receiver in the league, right? I mean, you can argue that DeAndre Hopkins is up there. He's in Arizona. You could argue that Michael Thomas, when healthy, is up there. But I, I, in parentheses, I said when healthy. There's other wide receivers that are great, and there's going to be some that are going to be on the come up that you're going to be like, man, that guy was a stud. But what, what about getting the best wide receiver right now? Why not get him right now? He already has a, a, a level of comfortableness, if that's a word, with, uh, with Derek Carr. And, of course, that goes back to college, so it's been a while. So they have to get on the same page. But I don't think they'd have a problem with that. I really don't. You're, you're starting to sway me because at the beginning of this question, I was thinking Jackson, you know, right. maybe get like another Well, you know, I'm a okay. DB by trait. Exactly. But so I think that, they, my heart that lies there, there. But man, <laughs> but man. Because if Casey Hayward walks, who's, who's, who's scaring you on the outside? Right. No, I think, I think, and this is just my gut feeling, I think Nate Hobbs kicks outside. And I think that they have to go and address the corner position. I don't think that they have the, the horses in the stable to get it done. I, I really don't. Uh, we all know that my, my wish in the draft is to go get Sauce Gardner, but he's going to be gone at 22. Exactly, because if he's not there, you can't be wishing on, oh, Sauce Gardner falls to us. Yeah, you can't get Devontae Adams. You can't trade your number one pick and get Devontae Adams and then think you're going to trade up and get Sauce. You can't do both. So, you know, it's like, uh, if it's me, I have to make a sacrifice. And right now, I think Derek Carr has put in enough work where he deserves to get that number one guy. I really do. And I think it would make him even that much better. Raider Richie in Arizona hit us up. Salmon Ash text line. Let's put all our chips in and go for Adams. This is a win-now team with a very small window. The car will finally have more than a capable pilot in Adams. That's from Raider Richie in Arizona. I like that. Uh, got a text that says, give me Adams. No extension for Carr yet. One year at the $20 million he's owed. Then we'll see if Carr and Adams are legit. If not, we move on from Carr and we still have Adams. I don't think that that's going to happen. Uh, Carr has no guaranteed money going into this year. He's getting an extension one way or the other. He's going to get an extension. So uh, I understand what you're saying, but I don't think any reasonable person would play with no guaranteed money at the at the skilled position like the quarterback. It, it's so important. I just don't see it happening. But I understand where you're coming from. 
Our guy Big Deuce hit us up. Go all in on Adams so Carr has that true number one wide receiver that would put some fear in defenses. That's what I'm talking about. That's exactly what I'm talking about. I know Darren Waller is an absolute stud. Don't get me wrong. But when you're, and I hate to say it like this, when your tight end is your best player, there's a, there's a situation. I mean, look at Kansas City. Kansas City is the, is, is, the, is the standard. That's who the Raiders have to find a way to beat. Travis Kelsey is damn good. But I wouldn't say he's their best player. I would say Tyreek Hill's their biggest playmaker. Right? That's true. I mean, and, and, and even then you're splitting hairs because they're both damn good. But you know what I was thinking about when you said that? Huh? Josh McDaniels. Gronk was their best player for a while. But then they also had Aaron Hernandez. But, no, he wasn't a Super Bowl winner, though. They won Super Bowls with Gronk being the number one option. Not their best did. player. That's true. That's true. And you can say the Danny Amendola's, Julian Edelman's, but I don't, I don't consider those guys number one options. Okay. Right. Consistent. Fair enough. But not number one options. Gronk was that guy. No, he was. He was that guy. Okay. I mean, that's, that's fair enough. I, I still think. That but that you, also gives me a little hope that Josh McDaniels, right. he's shown that, hey, you give me a good tight end, I can make it work. Right. Absolutely. Uh, 702-365-9200. You got someone else over there? Uh, yeah, we got Jason. Jason, what's on your mind? Welcome to the show. Appreciate you. What up, Q? What up, Demond? How you guys doing? Man, we're chilling. Hey, you guys staying warm in this weather out here, man? I thought we were in a blizzard, man. I hey, are you, off, work are you today. off work? Are you off work or did you have to go to work today? Oh, man, I had to go to work today. but uh, That's how know, we do I, it I in Vegas, I, baby. I'm That's how we do it. We go to yeah, work in the I'm, snow. I'm off a little early. Yeah, dude, I don't care. Who cares? It's just a little snow. I mean, <laughs> it, it didn't do too much. <laughs> That's right. But uh, I, maybe I'm the maybe I'm the, the, the biased one or the one that's thinking differently. I, I think just Devontae is just a little too out of the reach. Uh, I just don't think that we have – I mean, we have the capital. Yeah, I mean, I could see the drop in a first and maybe a third and maybe a, a second or a fifth or a fourth next year. But I just don't see – I, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't know the caponomics that well. I just don't think that we can get him with with the rate that they want. He wants to be paid, or even anywhere near what he can be paid, and then still assign people on and still try to get more people that's going to help bolster the defense and and the things that we need. You know, because if we get, I see like this: if we if we get, let's say we trade Devontae, let's say in the best world scenario, we lose a first round for Devontae. We get Devontae, right? need linebackers we still need defensive backs we still need a lot of holes in the just the d alone plus we need o-line help plus we need you know we need little bits in here and there i think i think i think waller will stay with us for this year and then he if if, if his extension with his new uh new agent isn't met i don't think we'll keep him and that's just because i think he'll just be too rich for the pipe right um I just, I don't, I just don't, I, I personally, I mean, maybe I'm looking around. I just can't see from the outside looking in how we can afford all of this. Now I know we can do guarantees here and there. I mean, I mean, there's always ways to make it work. Yep. I can't see, I can't see us filling the majority holes that we need to go for a star when we, when we have plenty of holes that can be filled if we don't get the star, you know, or maybe we get, we get, you know, a bootleg of, of Devontae, you know I mean? We, maybe we get, I don't know. From whoever else is available, if anybody's available. But, I mean, that's just my opinion. I don't know. Maybe I'm looking at it wrong. I mean, I've been hearing a lot of this and a lot of that, and I can see that we can do it. I just don't think it's practical enough to to to, to just go all in and just not have any any other studs or anywhere else. Because if we can go, like, let's say we get three studs instead of one stud. Wouldn't three studs sound better than one stud? 
Right, but you got to pay. Make, you got to pay for three yeah. studs, though. You got to pay for three studs. Exactly, but that's what I'm saying. Can we even afford to get more than just one stud? You know, I mean, I don't. I just don't see. I just don't see all of that being able to happen this year. And then, because if I'm not mistaken, we're over the cap at the moment. If I'm not mistaken. No, no, right? no, no. They're twenty million under the cap. Oh, okay, under the cap, and that's my fault. There you go. That's right. Hey, you going to the liquor store, man? You ain't. You ain't. You ain't selling nothing. You going to the store? Okay. Well, I'm just. I don't know, man. I, I just. I think that it's just going to be tight, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe there's a way we could do it. I mean, if we can get Devontae, I'll be happy as hell. I mean, I'm not. I got no complaints about that. I just, you know, I'm just. I'm just trying to look at it the real, real life. But maybe, maybe, maybe we can do it. You know, who knows? I hear you. Hey, good call, Jason. I appreciate you. And you're, you're like the wife, man. You're like the wife, man. She, uh, she, she's, she's about budgets. You know what I mean? She likes the budget things. Like I say, wife, we can afford this. And she's like, nah, let's get this under budget. We need to save a little bit more. I'm trying to still get a Scarface house. She's like, nah, we ain't got enough money. I was like, damn, you gonna save so much money? I'm gonna die before we get to buy a house. <laughs> I like how you say we can get a bootleg Devontae. Adams. Yeah, yeah, but see, that's the problem. You've had that. You had Tyrell Williams. You know what I mean? You've had other guys that are, well, they're not quite this guy, but they're they're good, but they don't get it done. They don't cut it. It's it, it's stop stop shopping at the dollar store. You know what I mean? That's the perfect way to put it. No, you know what I mean? Like like my 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 grandfather used to tell my my mom all the time, "Don't go buy a used car cuz you're buying someone else's problems." And I know Devontae Adams is obviously not a rookie. He's been in the league for a while, but he's top tier. So that's almost like buying buying a brand new car that you know it's going to perform, right? You know how he's going to perform. You can get a really good player at number 22 overall, and he doesn't perform. You, I mean, you really could. So why don't you go out and get the luxury vehicle in Devontae Adams that you know has a relationship with Carr and make it work. Just go. Think about this. I know this holds the field. Don't get me wrong. Jason's absolutely right about that. But think about this. The Raiders scored, what, 26 points a game last year? Something around there? Won 10 games, went to the playoffs? Without a true number one. Struggled in the red zone. Their field goal kicker broke records. You know why he broke records? Because they weren't scoring touchdowns. You know what Devontae Adams does? Scores touchdowns. You know what I mean? Why not go for it? Go for it. Go all in and say, damn it, we're going to score, and we're going to score a lot. Let this wide receiver and this, this, this quarterback cook. Let them go and do work. And I guarantee you the guy who just took over the head coach job named Josh McDaniels is smart enough to put those guys in position to win. Just saying. Now, again... There's there's other ways to to, to 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 make this dinner. You don't have there's not just one way to, to you know to make this make this work. I'm just throwing out my way. I want to go all out. You know what I mean? Go all out. Why not? It's like when you're first trying to impress your 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 wife before she was your wife. When she was just your girl, you took her out on the first date, you wanted to impress her, so you took her to the fancy restaurant. After ten years of marriage, then you can take her anywhere. It's all good. You can go get that bootleg dinner. But at first, you want to go get that fancy steak, the bone-in ribeye. Just saying. One forty-three is the time. We'll come back. Got a couple more callers sitting there patiently on the Radio Nation listen line. We'll get to you. Plus, we'll get the trade, uh, the trade sound from uh, Peter Bukowski and also David Harrison. That's all coming up. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. There's no big secret to winning football. It's just doing what these guys do every game. Just go out and give it your best. Bottom line, I took a team to a Super Bowl and we won. I even had some guys on that team that nobody wanted. But we were a team, and that's what you guys are. You're a football team. That's kind of like a family, except you get to hit each other. But you have to stick together. Do that, you'll be fine. Thanks, Mr. Rabbit. 
Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Coming up at the top of the hour, we got Cody Rourke, Locked On Broncos, will join us to talk all things free agency and if how much uh, pressure, a little full-court press they're going to put on one Aaron Rodgers to try to get him in Denver as their quarterback. Ryan Roberts from the Believe Podcast Network will join us at 2.30 to talk all things draft and combine. And then at 3.30, just added Paloma Villacana. She's normally our Wednesday guest talking all things UNLV. And what you know about UNLV, Demond, let me teach you about these running Rebels. They're on a win streak. I don't know if you know, if, I don't know if you heard of them, but this UNLV team's on a winning streak. Three games. Looking pretty good. Best team in the state. Bryce Hamilton's doing his thing. Yo, he's the best scorer in the Mountain West. He even got the shout-out from Kendrick Perkins. Carry on. I know. I tweeted that out. I retweeted it last night. Showed him some love, man. They're, they're playing some good ball. What are they, the fifth seed right now in the Mountain West? Could be high. I know they are. But, hey, they should be higher. Well, they got to go win. keep winning. And that's what they're going to do. I'm, I'm pretty – I'm no joke. This Saturday, I'm pretty pack impressed. the Mac. Who are they playing? That I don't know. I forgot. How are you going to be the hype man? Then I know, right? Win? You know what? That's why I see. That's why. That's why they only let you practice. They never let you in the game. I'm a halfway. Hey, man, yo. <laughs> that's the only reason why they didn't let you in the game because you didn't know. Should have seen me, man. UNLV. They was looking at me a little bit. You know, one of those like, hey, ah. UNLV was looking at you as a manager. Hey, man, tell tell that dude at the end to give me some water. You know, I mean, that time I flew with the team when we they flew out to Fresno, and I flew with the team. You know, I think one time they were going to be like, hey, man, boy, we, you went far. If we need you. <laughs> Oh, yo. Yeah, you, we, flew, you flew from Vegas to Fresno. With the team. With the team. Look out now. Boom. I was a part of the team. Oh, boy. They was like, Damon, we might need you to suit up. Suit up what? <laughs> I got you, coach. <laughs> That's exactly what they what said. What coach was that? They was like, Damon. Was that need... your mom or your dad? <laughs> they said, Damon, this was Otto Burger. He was like, Damon, if, if we need you, will you be ready? I was like, you know, I, I, I got you, coach. 702 365 Oh, jeez. It's getting thick in here. I thought I'd come with it. You really can't. Man, you've been hanging around me way too long. Jared in Vegas, you're you're up, man. What's on your mind? Welcome to the show. What's up, you? This is Jared from No Wonder in Albuquerque. Man, I done made it. I finally got my butt out here. It took me some time. It took me a year. I know that I was listening back to the pod, and you were, you were talking about getting out here and doing what it takes. I did what it took. I've been out here for a week. And, man, I am excited for these Raiders, bro. I am excited. And you can tell, much more excited than I ever was on that podcast. <laughs> tell you, I love my boys, and I can't be more agreed with you or agreeing with you on Devontae Adams. Man, I didn't waste all this time or work my butt off to get out here to see more apathy. Bro, we got to go, and now is the time. I know I called the pod and let you know how I feel about our defense. I said, we got the dudes. We have the dudes. You well know I was not a fan of Gus Bradley. He did well. No no offense, but wasn't my style. I believe we have the dudes. I believe offense, we got some dudes. I mean, Andre James came around. Dude finished off the year well. Mm-hmm. Colton Miller is a stud. We get Denzel Good back. I understand that other side of the line was hurting, but we get Good back. I believe Leatherwood can grow. I believe that these other guys can grow. I hate hearing the, the fact that we're already looking over at the next free agent or the next draft pick. Man, respect the dudes enough that they're putting in the work for their craft. What do you think? 
Cool. Hey, I like the call. Congratulations on getting out to uh, the 702, man. We definitely appreciate you being here, and, and, and hard work pays off every time. As far as uh, going all in on Devontae Adams, you know how I feel. Absolutely. Uh, as far as the offensive line, look, that's going to be a decision that the Raiders have to make. What do they do at that right side? Is Leatherwood a guard or is he a tackle? Being a really good guard is okay. I think that what we heard from Lincoln Kennedy many times throughout the course of the year, when he studies him, he says he's built more, and correct me if I'm wrong, built more to be a guard than he is a tackle. Yep, Lincoln says that all the time because it's one of those things where when you're a guard, you know, you have that protection on the outside. Right. And he's saying that his hands aren't quick enough. Right. Like he's not fast enough. Those defensive ends, when they're coming off the edge, right. they're beating him with that hand speed because he's not quick enough. So if, he, if you have those deficiencies there – and if they can be mitigated by being a guard, keep them at guard. Right, exactly. I mean, look, there's multiple guys that go into the league and they'll, they're projected to be a tackle, and it just doesn't work out. And they have to kick to another position. But if they end up being a damn good player, who cares? Who cares as long as that offensive line is solidified? And I don't care if you go get Devontae Adams or you go get Jesus. You have to have some protection for Derek Carr. If he's not protected, it's going to be all bad. Now, I know that Jesus would ultimately protect him anyway. But <laughs> you get what I'm saying. He's got to have protection. Or else he's going to be running for his life and he's going to be, you know, throwing the ball away and doing what he's got to do, checking it down because he doesn't have time to make a, a, a throw. So I think that they need to, it would be smart business to make sure that they have that offensive line addressed and that they have the guys that they need. And Denzel Good coming back, I think it's going to be great. Remember, he tore his ACL the first game of the season. He should be fully healthy. That's the only benefit about losing him early is that you're going to get him back early as opposed to like OBJ going down the Super Bowl, he ain't going to be ready. That, that, and I hate that for any player. I don't care what team you're on. I hate that for any player that's going to have to sacrifice time the next season because of an injury from the prior season. It's just it's not cool. We all know how that shakes out. One more call. Let's get to Brazy right here in Vegas. What's on your mind, Brazy? Not much, man. What's going on? You know, I, I, I want Devontae Adams too, but, you know, he's, he's, he's just hit 30. There's a good article out there if you Google, you know, NFL wide receivers over 30 with 1,000 yards. You would think with the new uh, protections for receivers and the pass-happy league that receivers over 30 would be going off, but it's, it's really the opposite over the last handful of years. When, when receivers hit 30, and, you know, D-Hop's a good example, they're getting hurt. They're not doing a lot of production. So when you talk about uh, Devontae, you know, this is probably going to be his last contract, so he's going to want to try and maximize, right? I imagine he's going to want a Mari Cooper contract, five years, $100 million, right? For sure. So you talk about a cat hitting 30, to give him five years, I, I just don't see that. I'd love to pair him up, though, with Carr. So that's why, you know, if you're talking Devontae, J.C., J.C.'s 26, you know, you could give him a five-year deal and probably get all of it, whereas if you give Devontae a five-year deal, you're probably not going to see all of that. You'll probably see three, you'll get four maybe if you're lucky. And he's even had some hamstring the last couple of years where he's missed two or three games, right? So so that's, that's just my only thing about Devontae. And then, you know, just kind of talking about what, what New England's been able to do with their offense over the years, having or not having that number one guy. But then when they did, well, it blew up, right? Record setting, even though I'm not saying, you know, uh, Cars Brady. But, yeah, I just when I do those two, I, I'd rather go the defense. But I, I do want Devontae. I want to see the college roomies back. I want to see him ball out. But, you know, it, it's really going to be up to Devontae. He's, he's obviously going to want to maximize. But to give him a five-year, $100 million deal, you know, maybe you give him half of that guaranteed and you backload the last two years when you uh, when you figure, hey, he's probably not going to play or maybe we can release him and save some money. I, I don't know if he'd really want that kind of contract. But, but yeah, I, I'd love to have Devontae. It'd be great to see him pair up. But, you know, I'm looking forward to the draft, man. Let's, let's, stock, this, let's stock the cupboards here and let's, let's get after it. All right. Hey, great call, man. Appreciate you. And that's why I throw it out there, you know, because everyone doesn't have to agree with me and everyone doesn't have to agree with each other. I, I like it. 
Uh, J.C. Jackson, I think, would be a stud. Would be a stud in Patrick Graham's new defense. You know, he's a guy that can play that man defense. He's a guy that creates turnovers. How much did we talk about turnovers last season and that Gus Bradley's defense, and this is not a disrespect to Gus Bradley because I think he did a good job with, with what he was working with. I think they all did a really good job, but they just didn't create a bunch of turnovers. But, man, if J.C. Jackson could be that dude and lock down one side of the field, even if they, they pull a Namdi and stop throwing towards him, that's fine. Then get another damn good wide receiver or a, a DB on the other side, maybe a Hobbs, who I think is going to kick outside. Then all of a sudden you're given you know, opportunity for him. Then all of a sudden you have really good framework on the outside. Of course, you know, teams are, are, are built from the inside out. I think that the Raiders have the foundation to have that, that, that inside already built and work their way out. I wouldn't be mad at J.C. Jackson. Hey, look, man, DBs win games. I'm a DB by nature, you know. Now, I'm not a DB by, by play. My play was like DeMond's on the hoop court. Not very good. <laughs> I'll be the first to admit that. I'll be the first to admit that. But in my mind... DB's win game, and I'm right there. <laughs> in your mind, I think that's where all your all-star performances are at. That's all that needs to be. That's where it needs to be. If I don't believe it, ain't nobody else going to believe it. Just saying. Your mind is a terrible thing to waste, and I, mine is never wasted. <laughs> 157 is the time. When we come back, we'll kick off hour number two of the show. Cody Rourke, Locked On Broncos. He'll join the show to talk about Aaron Rodgers and what the Broncos' plans are for that quarterback position. This is Raider Nation Radio 920.